I was really glad to see what I got in here, that it wasn't one of those really high podiums. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to see over it. Hi, I'm Sharon, and I am a compulsive overeater, bulimic, anorexic. Hi, uh, Welcome to the Willingness uh, Step 6 workshop, or no, I guess it's a meeting. Um, I see my, I did that. <clears throat> Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, before we get started, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic devices be turned off, if you haven't already done that. To protect our anonymity, no for photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed by OA members. This meeting is being recorded by Region 2. So if I'm so wonderful, you just can't get enough, <laughs> you, can <laughs> you can buy a recording. Um, the format for this one-hour session is as follows. I will read an excerpt from a piece of OA literature, share for 25 minutes, followed by a three-minute shares from those who wish to share. The topic for this session is Willingness, Principle 6, the OA 12 and 12. And step six, sorry. Um, and this is my little spiel. It says, step six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. In step six, we learned more about the necessity of willingness as we became entirely ready to let go of our shortcomings. We apply this principle in many ways now, learning through each day's experience the difference between self-will and the simple willingness of, to cooperate with the guidance of our higher power. Did I read the opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole? That's the disclaimer. So if I come up with some really weird ideas, okay, you don't have to take them as OA. It's just me being weird. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So I will now briefly qualify and share my experience, strength, and hope on the topic. So qualifying to me means what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. That's sharing my experience, strength, and hope. So what it was like. Um, it was awful. I'll just start there. It was awful. Um, I first came to OA um, back in 1977 after my first child was born. And I had gained a lot of weight with him, and I couldn't lose it. And I was desperate. And I came into OA, and I got, they said, get a sponsor, and I got a sponsor, and I did. And those of you who were around OA at that time know what gray sheet is, and it's a really, really rigid food plan. And um, I went on that food plan, grabbed it desperately, and um, lost weight like gangbusters. And um, lost weight, and lost weight, and lost weight. And I thought, this is cool. So I lost weight some more. And I lost weight. And I lost weight. And my family kept saying, you're, you're anorexic. I'm like, ah, 
I can't be anorexic. I'm eating three meals a day. Anorexics don't eat. And I lost weight. And I lost weight and got down to 80 pounds. And my family kept saying, but you're, you're not healthy looking. I said, how can I not be healthy looking? Look how thin I am. I look marvelous and I need to lose five more pounds. And I lost weight. And I wasn't having periods and I was so thin I could take my hand, close my legs and put my entire hand between my thighs. And quit having periods and all those things anorexics do. And then one fine day, I started eating. <laughs> and I ate 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 my way back up to whatever. And I could not get an absence back. At which time I had my daughter, got pregnant with my daughter, and uh, left away completely. And um, after that became the merry-go-round. And you all know that merry-go-round. Up and down and up and down. And the thing that I found was that when I found OA, I knew what my problem was. I knew my problem was flour and sugar. I knew that. And what that did was save me from trying all the 100 million jillion diets that are out there. Because I would look at them and I said, I know that's not going to work. I know what my problem is. I knew what I needed to do, which was to go back to OA. And I wasn't willing to do it. And it went on that way for years. And sometimes I was thin. And sometimes I was very, very, very fat. So my top weight was 225 pounds. Now, I'm only 5'1", guys. I was almost as big around as I am tall. <laughs> and um, so the thing that brought me into OA this time, two and a half years ago, the thing that brought me back into OA this time was the fact that I, it was many things, but at that time, I was eating nothing but sugar. I was like an alcoholic, quite literally. I had sugar stashed everywhere. I made sure I had enough at night to get me through the morning, and that I had enough at work to get me through the morning. And then I would go out and I would buy candy bars, and I would have candy bars and my... Diet Coke, <laughs> go figure, <laughs> and my Diet Coke for lunch. And, of course, I couldn't eat lunch in the lunchroom with the other ladies because that was bound to cause comment, eating candy bars for lunch. So I ate all by myself in my car, a uh, little isolating. Mm -hmm. And um, then I made sure I had candy for the afternoon. And before I went home, I made sure I had enough candy to get through the, through the evening and through dinner. Now, occasionally I would eat a little something, you know, a hamburger or something. But pretty much that was what my days were like. I ate nothing but candy. Did I feel well? No. People say, well, didn't you feel awful? Mm-hmm. Could I do any better? Mm-mm. And I was gaining four to five pounds a week. And I had worked my way up back up to 187 pounds when I decided I had to do something. And I didn't want to. I did not want to. I did not want to come back to this program. I did not want to work a program. I didn't have time to go to meetings. I was raising my now eight-year-old grandson. And I did not have time to do this. But I knew that if I wanted to, I mean, I, 
I knew I was headed back up to 200 pounds and it wasn't going to take me long. So I came to OA again. I surrendered and I came back to OA and I got a sponsor and I was willing to call her every day. I was willing to give her my food every single day and um, I got abstinent. And um, my abstinence is fairly broad. My bottom line abstinence is fairly broad. And um, I lost weight. And I've been maintaining a 50-pound weight loss for two and a half years. And you guys, I have, you know, I have to tell you, miracle of miracles, you know. Um, The pants I have on. I grabbed them out of my closet rather quickly on my way here. I just grabbed the pants, and on the way here, I went, God, I hope they still fit. I haven't worn them over here. And the miracle is, they still fit. I mean, what a miracle. What a miracle. haven't worn them in over a year, and they still fit. I mean, for me, I mean, that could never have happened before. Never have happened before. What it's like now, I'm not obsessed with food. I don't think about food all the time. I don't think where's my next meal coming from, what's my next meal going to be. I know what I'm supposed to eat, and I eat it. It's not, it's just a non-issue for me. And what a blessing that is because I used to be obsessed with food all the time. You know, what can I eat next and where am I going to get it? And how fast can I get it and how fast can I eat it so I can have something else? And to me, it starts with, to get to the topic, it starts with willingness. Willingness to simply do anything at all. When I first got my sponsor, I was willing to call her. I was willing to begin on a food plan. But I have to say, I don't know how she put up with me. Because I was a whiner. Well, I don't cook. So I don't know what I'm going to eat. And I don't eat meat, and I don't like, you know, that tofu stuff. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. And I don't, and I can't take time to really, you know, figure out what I'm. I don't. I just don't know what I'm going to eat. You know. And oh my God, I'd have thrown myself over so fast. I'd have said, "Well, get out of here until you know what you're going to eat." Go away until you are willing to do this. But by God, she didn't. She just said, well, you know, and she worked with me. She said, well, how about da-da-da-da-da? And I go, well, I guess I'll try that. You know, so I'd try it for a while, and it would work for a while, you know. And then I'd go, well, you know, that's not working out so well. So then we, she'd say, well, what if you tried, and I'd go, 
Okay, I'll try that. You know, I mean, it was bad. It was bad. You know, talk about willingness. Well, you know, I was willing to do some things. I was willing to call her. I was willing to listen to her suggestions. I was willing to do some stuff. And at that time, it was enough. Because, by golly, I wasn't eating sugar. I was no longer stuffing sugar in my face every single day. And the weight was coming off. And then, eventually, there came a day where I said, well, this is what I've decided to do, and it's working. And she went, well, good. <laughs> Thank God. And, <laughs> and, and so began a time of, she says, well, now let's work on the steps. And I said, steps? She says, yeah, you know, big book, steps. Remember, you're in OA, you know? I said, oh, yeah, okay. What do you want me to do? And so she began taking me through the steps. And I was willing to do that. I knew that if I didn't do something, that I was going to lose that precious gift I had. And so we began going through the steps. And we did step one, and we did step two. Step one was way easy. My life was so uncontrollable. Oh, yeah, out of control. Mm-hmm. No problem there. Okay, powerless over food. <laughs> Okay, no question there. Okay, step two, came to believe in power greater than myself. Mm, Yeah, okay, I was willing to kind of go with that. Step three, um, came to believe that that power could fix things, take things away. I had a little more trouble with that. That whole higher power thing was not really my, mm, but I was willing to kind of go with that. Okay power greater than me and God knows something was working and it wasn't me so yeah I was willing to go with that step four okay and um, I'd done a couple of steps because I'm in another program so I'd done a couple of step four so I went ahead and I did that and it only took me four months and so I did that, and and she kept. She was so funny. She said, "How's that step four coming? Did you ride on your step four any last night? Two or three days ago, by hey, how's that step four? <laughs> she was very gentle, but she urged me. And then she, so I did step four. Uh, gave it away to her. By this time, she was my soulmate. You know, she and I. She was, I was so close to her. I told her every little problem I had, every little thought I had. And, um, and then, so step five was a non-issue. And now we get to step six. Became willing to let God remove all those defects of character. Now that sounds so easy, right? Hey, God. Now, I figured out I got all these defects of character. Take them! Wrong. Wrong. I was never more shocked than to find out there were some of those defects of character I didn't want to let go of. Those things were near and dear to my heart. They had served me so well in the past. 
I grew up in an abusive home. And, I mean, abusive, as in any way you can think about abusive, that was it. Alcoholic, blah, blah, blah. Okay, and a lot of those, what are now defects of character, served me so well in that situation. And you're telling me i got to give those up? Hmm, no, honey, I'm not giving those up. Those saved my butt. Those, some of those kept me alive. You're telling me give those up? I'm not giving those up. I mean, yeah, go ahead with that one and that one, but mm-mm, not that one. And so that's, that's, the, that's the tricky part about step six, is you can't just be willing to give up that one and that one. You have to be willing to give up all of them. And the other tricky part about step six is you say, okay, God, I'm willing to give up these defects of character. And then two seconds later, you take them back. It's the strangest thing. You know, one of my defects of character is selfishness. I know none of you can relate to that. But one of my defects of character is selfishness. And I will pray about it. And I will ask God to take that defect of character away. And for a while, I'm really on it. I'm really aware of it, and I'm really on it. I'm really willing. And by God, if it doesn't rear its ugly head again. And so what I found is I have to have the willingness to give that puppy up over and over and over and over. Now, I don't know if I've used the word willingness a lot. But I hope you've heard as I go through that every step of this program takes willingness. Because without the willingness, first off, to get your butt to a meeting, preferably three a week or more, okay, Without the willingness to get your butt to a meeting, without the willingness to get a sponsor, without the willingness to start the, to start to put down the food, at least begin to be willing, and then to start the steps, you're nowhere. And every step along the way, you have to be willing to take that next step. And sometimes that takes tremendous courage. Tremendous courage. Because it's hard for some of us. For some of us, it's very, very hard. Because it's scary. It means changing, for some of us, a lifetime of doing what comes naturally, of do being a compulsive overeater. Of doing what compulsive overeaters, which is, duh, compulsively overeating. You know? And that behaviors. And even when we give up the behaviors, we still have the head. The head that tells us, well, this is okay. Or, you know, I always think about the, the story in the big book. About the guy who, who walks into the bar. I think it's Bill. He walks into the bar, and he's made all these commitments. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. I promise I'm not. I'm done. He has every intention of following that promise. And somebody pushes a drink his way, and without even a thought, he drinks it. Yeah. Been there. Done that. It's like, 
what's going on in our heads? We're compulsive overeaters. That's what's going on in our heads. Hello. We do what compulsive overeaters do. And that is why we got to work the steps. That is why we have to do what we do so that when we're in a position and someone pushes that donut our way, we're prepared to say, oh, no, thank you. We're prepared to have that gift that God gives us if we're willing to say, no, thank you. Instead of acting on what is our nature, which is to be a compulsive overeater. We have to be willing to take those steps. We have to be willing to do the, the, what, and get to the point where uh, the big book says we have a spiritual awakening. That, that is our only defense against this disease. So we have to be willing. We have to be willing to do all that. You know, we have to be willing. Um, hang on, there was one more thing I wanted to say before I stopped. In my life today, I have a lot of challenges. They're challenges for another program, and I'm well aware of that. You know, I'm raising my grandson, who is, <laughs> I just came back for a week in Big Bear with my daughter and my best friend and my grandson. And spoke recently with my friend, and she said, Hayden is worth five of any other child. <laughs> and he is. He's autistic, and he's got learning, dis- he's learning disabled, he's ADHD, he's all kinds of marvelous things. And, um, but he's a wonderful child, and I'm blessed to have him. But I'm raising him, and his dad's a drug addict, and my other daughter is something else and you know and 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 so my life has got challenges in it today and I only tell you that to let you know that that with all that you know I can still have peace serenity and that my food is still not an issue you know that while sometimes you know I may have a thought Gee, it would be nice to have, ta-da-da, that the minute I have that thought, I immediately replace it with something else. I do not dwell there. I do not even let it become a second thought. I take that thought and I immediately replace it with something else because I cannot afford to go there. I cannot let my head go there for one little second. So willingness... If you're the least bit willing to do anything toward your recovery, anything, any little place, any little thing, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. Because this program absolutely works. But you have to be willing to do something. So thank you for letting me share. Um, we will now have three-minute shares. We ask those of you who wish to share to line up by my left. Really? Okay. I personally would rather call on people, but okay, if you'd like to line up. Yeah, I, to me, making a line, I don't, how do you, would you like to make a line? 
Well, yeah, no, I mean, you can come up and use the microphone, yeah? Hello, I'm the Marathon Chair. Oh, hi, Marathon Chair. Hi. Okay. Uh, would you guys mind if if I called you and you came up and, and used the mic? Would you mind if group group conscience? If you'd rather not do that, let me know. Good. All right. Okay. So, I mean, because making a lie is like I don't know. Well, if the room was full and we were in a hurry, maybe that would be it. But we're not that full. So, okay. So we have three minute shares. Uh, please focus on the topic of our meeting and end your share at three minutes to allow time for all those who wish to share. We don't have a timer, and I didn't bring my phone. Okay. All right. Super duper. And, um, yeah, and I'm going to make the caveat as well, since I'm in charge and it's my meeting, that if you if you don't... <laughs> At that, if you don't have something to share on willingness, but you have something else on your heart that you can share in that as well. Yes? Should we do two minutes of one to wrap up? I think that's a wonderful idea. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who'd like to share? Make a line. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Margie, compulsive overeater. You know, willingness for me, you know, this kind of sucks you in. It just says you have to be willing. Okay, I have willingness, but it comes in different levels as you progress in the program. You know, first it was just willingness to go to meetings. And then it was willingness to look at, um, you know, at the foods I was eating. Willingness to look at my behavior. And then willingness to start doing the steps. Good Lord, I gave you willingness. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to keep coming and coming. But, you know, the willingness is the key to the recovery for me. And, um, you know, I, I left a job about 17 years ago. And that I loved, but it was very stressful, and I did it for my health. And, um, you know, what I realized, though, I just started letting go of that from the inside about six months ago. And, and so now, I, you know, I, I am working, and, you know, I love where I work, but I, I think, I, I'm not sure. I, I want to make myself willing to be able to do God's will if his will is for me to go out and look for another job. You know, but of course I have my, um, you know, my rules <laughs> of what I want and how much I want to make and all this. And but, you know, I wasn't willing to do any of that. But what I'm just saying is, you know, for me in this program, the more I learn about myself, and as I grow, the more willingness I need to be able to give. It, you know, I always have to be willing, and it has just opened up so many doors for me. Um, I, I, you know, I always like to say this program saves my life on a daily basis before I just existed. Now, um, I'm living. And the, the thing is, is that the willingness, what it does say, um, well, in the first three steps, I had to be willing to want to change my life. I had to be willing to want to change um, the person that I was. I wanted to be willing to um, develop a relationship with my higher power and do his will. And um, it's three years, and, and I'm growing a little more each day, and I am willing. And today I'm willing on a different level of what I was willing 
to be uh, what I was willing to do when I first walked into these doors. And, and I actually, I think it's more on a higher willing. The more that I see what I can do if I surrender, um, the more I want to do. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but thank you for letting me share. Thank you for your share. Hi, I'm Ellie, compulsive overeater. I became willing because my way didn't work. That's all. It just wasn't working anymore. Uh, I was 59 when I came to program. I knew every diet. I was a lecturer for a commercial weight loss program. I knew how to lose weight. And I knew how to gain weight. But I didn't know that I didn't know what to do. And this program and one of the, uh, the set-aside prayer that tells me to, uh, with God's help, God, please put aside for me everything I think I know about you, me, OA, the 12 steps and especially you so that i can so that i can have a new experience of all these things and i see that just a little bit of willingness whatever it may be is enough to get me started because the way i thought the way i was didn't work i'm willing to try something new, and I was from the day I walked in here six years ago, because what I saw in the people at the podium was serenity. Yes, they had weight loss, and that was great. I could lose weight, not a problem. But I saw something else that I wanted, I wanted to be able to live the rest of my life, however long that might be. I would like to call it another third that's still left for me, but I don't know. But I wanted to be able to live the rest of my life happy, joyous, and free, feeling good about who I am, feeling good about my relationship with a higher power who is unconditionally loving in me, wants the best of me and the best for me and is leading me in ways that I just don't know. So am I willing to come to meetings? Yes. Am I willing to follow a food plan? Yes. Do I do service? Yes. You ask me, you can give me a lineup. Yes, I'm willing. Am I doing it perfectly? Not always, but I am always willing to put aside what I think I know is best for me and leave it up to a power greater than myself. Thank you. Hi, I'm Monique. I'm a compulsive eater. And thank you so much. It was wonderful to hear you. And um, 
what I thought about when you were sharing, because I have a little girl, was that um, that you're a miracle, you know, and that people that are abstinent and people that are dealing with really um, ch- huge challenges are miracles. And um, it's funny, I, um, I have this um, one tape that I, from my church, and I, I need to get more tapes, but this one tape from my church, and on it, um, you know, Marianne Williamson was talking, and she was talking about miracles, and, um, you know, she was saying that miracles are a, um, a change in perception from fear to love. And, um, you know, I've been struggling with that and uh, with my food. And, you know, my addiction has really been um, in the driver's seat. And so um, I, you know, I'm really glad to be here. And um, I'm glad that, um, I don't know, I'm just glad because I think that I'm starting to, I was just praying for the willingness to be willing to do something you know, and, um, and, and not do something and say, but, and, um, cause I got, I got, my addiction has lots of buts and, um, but tomorrow, but when the, when my daughter's not challenging me, which is every 10 minutes, but when my husband's not, you know, doing this or, um, you know, I'm lucky I have a very full life today um, because, you know, because I was in the other program, I have a very full life today. Um, but, but, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I don't have time to, um, to give attention to my addiction, you know. And, um, and um, I know my daughter is watching me, so I have to, I have to watch myself. Thanks for letting me share. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. My name is Francesca. I'm a compulsive reader and alcoholic. And thank you. I was sorry for your share. Um, I knew. T- uh, hi. Can you hear me? Anyway. Um, I, do, I need to share because, um, you know, I'm feeling very nervous. I'm the director of the uh, Wizard of Away, and um, <laughs> and I won't tell you what my character is, but you'll find out. Anyway, um, it's it's just brought up a lot of feelings, and what I recognize when you were sharing and when other people were sharing and uh, having dinner with people last night is they say, how do you identify, you know, what is your priority? And my first addiction is alcoholism, and I always treat it like that. So I kind of, in some way... Um, have put a scrim on my um, admission to being a compulsive overeating eater. It, it, it's a very, very weird sensation, and I'm coming in touch with that. And I've been around the rooms for uh, seven years, you know, in this program. I'm th- sober 32 years. But it's, um, it's really, really subtle to me. And that's what I had to pay attention to. I mean, there's really a big part of me that's really, it's, you know, it's, it, there are no mistakes that we get cast in the roles that we're. In. Anyway, um, you'll find out. Um, but it, it, it's brought up a lot of um, sadness and um, letting go. Um, it, 
And it was, it's the same thing that happened when I got sober. I really, you know, I used to tell people that I was glad I was half Italian because otherwise I'd be an alcoholic. And then um, I would tell people, too, you know, I can drink red wine. It's just the white wine I have to stay away from. And <laughs> and it's the same thing with OA. I really had to pay attention to it. And I'm really grateful that um, for this convention because it kind of struck me today, you know. Um, <clears throat> there's so much preparation to with the show and in dealing with the various challenges that um, I had to really pay attention to the third st- um, the third step and um, and that's what I'm doing and I apologize because now I have to split because I have to take care of some things but um, I do hope you come to the show and I hope you enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed being a part of it and uh, part of this program thank you okay Hello, everybody. I'm Frank, and I'm a compulsive reader. <clears throat> willingness. I think the first thing that I had willingness is when I realized I had a problem and I was willing to try a meeting. Um, I picked up a newspaper, and I live in the South Bay, and there was um, uh, one day there was a page that had all the anonymous programs, in, you know, AAOA, all the stuff. And the OA thing was just the lights were flashing at me, and it was something that was popping off the newspaper. And I knew it was time, and I went to a meeting. And I didn't like the first meeting I went to. I just got to be honest with you. I went in there, this crazy woman in there. She jumped up and gave me a hug and said, welcome. <laughs> I just didn't know what to do with that. And there were two people in the corner that were upset. I could see they were pissed off. They didn't want to be at the meeting. I go, okay, a crazy person and two upset people. I go, this is not for me. But the one thing I heard was, you know, to try five or six meetings and find something that, you know, find a meeting, a home meeting. I found a meeting the next day. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, my mind is always in the future. I was never in the present. And I remember when I finished my fifth step and my sponsor said to me, I want you to stand up and s- say you can sponsor and talk about willingness. I don't know when I'll do that. You know, do I want to help people or try to help get in their lives? And, you know, they're going to get into my life. And I don't, I don't know if I'm – I said, I said, okay, willing. But then my mind immediately started jug- jug- figuring out, well, see – can I handle two people? Can I handle four people? Can I handle six people? How many people can I handle? And my sponsor just smiled and said, Frank, you don't ha- nobody's asked you yet. So just <laughs> they say, that's, where my, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm totally out there. Just calm down and be willing to give it a try. Okay? And so this is how I, I, I go to, I mean, I, I can think of the worst thing that can happen, and my sponsor pulls me back into reality and says, you know, you're okay today. You know, you're, 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 you have, if you put, if you have the worst day in your life, but you put your head on your pillow and you're, you're abstinent that day, you had a good day. So just relax and, and try to enjoy it today. And somebody asks, you know, he, he one time we, we got into discussion about like, what's my purpose in life? You know, and I'm trying to think, okay, oh God, I have to come up with something really profound and try to figure out. And you know, I come out the best. I just have to figure out what to enjoy, what God puts in front of me today. And so, you know. I can have fun today, and I can go around and talk to you people and figure out. And, and you're, you're not that scary, even though you are a little scary. But, you know, I, I could be willing to sit down and say hi. So I, I tried to reach out my hand last night a few nights to, you know, to some people, and I'm going to do it again today. So thank you for letting me share.
I'm Jade, and I'm a compulsive reader. Um, this is my third meeting, so I'm super stoked. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, and today is like the first day where I woke up, and I was like, yeah. Um, and oh, I'm so thankful. And uh, I, I know from my other program that I, every day I'm going to wake up like feeling awesome. And, you know, I'm kind of in my honeymoon period, and, you know, after after like every meeting I'm gonna be like yeah but then after a time it's gonna be like oh crap um but I'm just so thankful to be here and uh you know willingness uh to come into this program wasn't an issue and I think that was just my higher power just being like okay Jade it's time and it's it was just coming here was just the next indicated step into my spiritual recovery and just to becoming the woman that I've always wanted to be and I'm just I have so much to look forward to I'm really looking forward to the day when I don't get really excited about food or get really excited about where my food's coming from um because now there's like this popular term being called a foodie and like that made it socially acceptable to be super excited about planning a day around one meal and that's not healthy (laughs) And um, I have so many things to look forward to, and also I just, I'm really thankful to be present. You know, I don't have to hear my boyfriend say, hey, like, what's going on? You're not being present right now. And I have fitness goals, and I have weight goals, and I know that if I just keep coming back, I can reach those goals. And um, I'm very, very thankful to be here with my grandmother today, because like alcoholism, this is a family disease, and... I feel like I'm paying it forward. I would feel so awful if I if I pass this on to my daughter one day, and I don't want to do that. And so I'm really thankful to be here. And thank you for all your shares and your beautiful share. And thanks. My name is Sandy, and I'm a compulsive overreader. Thank you so much, Sharon, for, for being here and for giving one more time. So, uh, I started in uh, OA about 26 years ago. I was in it for about six months in a little town called Jamestown, North Dakota. One meeting, once a week. That's all they had back then in that town. It was a small town. There was probably 15,000 people total there. They had an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting every day of the week, but only one OA meeting, and I attended every one of them while I was there, which was about six months. When I came back to California, uh, life got in the way, and I ended up moving to San Diego. Couldn't find a meeting down there at the time. Uh, So I ended up going to AA meetings instead. When I got back back to Orange County, a couple of years later, I finally found another OA meeting. A little over a year ago, I came back full-time. At that time that I came back, I had um, gained weight because I hadn't been active in OA, but I was willing to do something about that, and I knew that OA would help. Didn't know it could do it, but it definitely has. Uh, I am maintaining 145-pound weight loss. It uh, it was not an easy road. I did, unfortunately, get um, exercise bulimia out of it. I was exercising five hours a day. 
But again, once I got off the bulimia trip that I was on, um, I have settled down now. I still exercise, but not five hours a day. In fact, I came out this morning and walked two miles with the group downstairs. Uh, we're going to do it again tomorrow if anybody wants to come down at 7 a.m., and it's not too hot at that time, so it's okay. But I am also noticed that lately I think people are recognizing the fact that I do have recovery. I have been asked six times at different meetings to do a 20-minute share. I am scared to death. I have said no to everyone but one, and I am going to be sharing a 20-minute uh, share at that particular meeting. It's just a regular meeting. It's nothing over the top like this would be. I couldn't do this right now, but maybe next year. Uh, so make sure you come back to OA, and maybe I'll be sharing next time. Okay, thank you. I'm Ganit Compulsive Overeater. Hi. I'm sorry I missed your lead. I couldn't tell the time exactly, but I'm so grateful for what I have heard, and I can relate to so much of it. And welcome to the newcomer. It's just, it's beautiful to see. Um, about a week ago, I celebrated two years abstinence. The real miracle is this moment right here that I am abstinent. That was a great gift but this is unbelievable and um when hearing about willingness um before i came here something occurred to me just naturally uh, a few days ago i really somehow couldn't help but write once more on a past fear the past fear of mine, actually, um, that kept me in bondage for the longest time. And um, working the steps, you know, I'd written on it, released it. And the grace of abstinence is once the food cleans up, the life starts to clean up. And before I came here, I didn't even plan this, but obviously I didn't want to write on that fear again. But the morning of yesterday, I took an action step to release it in a deeper surrender way. And I couldn't believe that. But it was freeing. It was freeing. Because when I used to think of willingness... I came from a world of be willing to do it like this and you will be good. So willingness was and surrender was very much associated with self-sacrifice and duty. And, um, and today, looking at willingness, I'm truly blessed. I have to look at my feet because it's like another level of abstinence. Honor myself first. Love myself first. Be there for myself first. Accept all the beauty because I had no idea how much I'm still holding on to self-punishment for things that went wrong. And that's the reason I can't let go of the past. But the past is 
done. And if I can learn to accept, and this thought just occurred to me this morning, as I've been fighting to want to accept it, nothing does happen in God's life that I've been given by mistake. And all of that, I truly can learn to start to see just a little bit in the acceptance in here. I got it up here. This is what makes the biggest difference of the surrender, is to say, I deserve to be happy. And that's the only thing that really matters. And I can't change all the stuff I'm powerless over because I used to get very confused at powerless versus helpless. But I can be here and honor myself. And that's the greatest gift I can give of service. So thank you so much. I'm sorry. I'm Alicia. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, and today is 28 days. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I'm really, really grateful to be here with my mom. Um, I asked for what I needed and wanted, which was to be here. And uh, she showed up. And um, I'm really, really grateful for my sponsor today. Um, I was in another food program for two years, got down to my goal weight, and I was telling someone else that, unfortunately for me, I was very fear-based rather than faith-based. And in the process, I gained all my weight back and then some. And I got to a place where I was like, okay, God, like, really? Um, I can't do this anymore. My addiction was isolating me. I would leave places and I would just, you know, go to the food. And I was just feeling so sad and lonely and um, kind of like shame. And then um, this one woman from actually the other food program called me and said, have you tried going to OA? And I had dipped my toe in it before, but I didn't totally, I wasn't willing before. And at least for today and for the last 28 days, I've been willing to surrender. And um, I found my sponsor who, she really for me, feels like an angel. Um, I talked to her, and she's so sweet and so amazing, and um, she's a survivor of cancer, and she just, I I don't even know how to really explain other than she is this um, woman that has shown me to go to God and to trust that God's going, really, that I'm going to be okay. And um, just to share with me this peace in my heart and in my soul, um, and just to show up for my recovery one day at a time. And um, I kind of had a feeling that coming here was going to kick me in gear another level of willingness. And um, I just feel really, really grateful to be part of this program. So, um, yeah, and I started in February, and I just couldn't you know, put, you know, it's like, oh, but I didn't want to let go of this. And like, yes, willing, but scared, scared to let go of certain foods. And so finally, I feel like, you know, I, I've gotten to that place in the last 28 days where it was just finally like, you know what? Okay. All right, God, I really surrender because I don't want to be in pain anymore. Um, so one day at a time. Thanks.
I'm Nancy, and I'm a compulsive overeater. And uh, I've been in Overeaters Anonymous since 1981, long time. And uh, I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. I live in Sun City, California, and I'm on vacation in the desert, so you know I'm crazy. <laughs> and uh, some of my friends from Sun City came down to this meeting. And so today I woke up, and I was thinking, I just want to lay around today. But I was willing to come because I'd made a commitment, and I'm so glad I did. I've learned so much in this workshop. And uh, when I'm on vacation, somehow I take a vacation from God, too. Don't even ask. I, I don't know because I have a ritual of, you know, my reading and my praying on a daily basis. And this is something I do. And if I'm at home and I don't do it, I mean, I have guilt, you know, and I have gotten out of bed to, you know, get in a position of humility and pray. I, I do. When I'm on vacation, I'm on a vacation from God. So because of this workshop today, I want to say I am willing to let God back in my life today. Uh, I mean, I know God's never gone. He doesn't take a vacation from me. I take a vacation from him. And so <laughs> I want to say that because of this, I'm willing to uh, pray on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, because it doesn't take a long time. But somehow, because I am so willful. Uh, so I just want to say I'm grateful to be here. And thank you all for sharing because it helped me so much. now time to close this session. Thank you for all who attended and shared. After a moment of silence, please join hands as we close with um, I love the third step prayer. There's enough of us I think we can make a circle around both sets of chairs. So let's do that. We'll take our moment of silence once we're in a circle. Okay. <laughs>